Welcome back to part two of Small Town Canadian Girl Meets Hockey Player and together they build a life they love. So I wanted my first interview on the podcast to officially be my husband for a lot of reasons, but mostly if it wasn't for his belief in me over the last 12 years as an entrepreneur, to be honest, I'm not quite sure if I would be here even on this podcast today. So if you haven't grabbed part one yet, you might just want to press pause for a moment and head back there to episode 59. The goal of this two-part series is pretty simple, and it's a little switch up of things for all of the solo episodes that we have done up until right now. It's crazy to think that we're at episode 60. Um, a little sneak peek, I've been saying this, I, I look forward, I honestly am so looking forward to having more interviews in the future. Maybe my husband will come back on if it's ever helpful, especially in terms of, you know, balancing marriage, career, family, and just having that husband's perspective. Um, so if you ever have, you know, questions or things that after even listening to these two episodes that kind of just surface for you that maybe you're going through in your own, you know, real life, and it just maybe would be helpful to have another man's perspective on that is where you know, building a family, building a life and and building a business. And he's very motivated in his career as well, too. So I would always be happy to bring him back on. Um, and soon I'll be sitting down with some other amazing women that I am lucky enough to call friends or clients and just really be able to share all about who they are, what they do, and it is like my life's mission, connecting women to other women. And I adore, I adore watching other women shine, you know, hearing their stories, magnifying their gifts in whatever way is possible and connecting them to you so that you know where to find them and know what they're up to. So more on that soon. But for today, let's get to part two. Uh, my husband, Mark, is here. Thank you so much for listening to this two-part series. I hope you have an incredible day, and we'll catch you back here next week. Welcome to the Thrive With Me podcast, a place for you to realign, reset, and pour into your growth and expansion. Are you ready to become a more present and happy mama and wife as you chase those dreams on your heart? Are you tired of feeling that overwhelm and burnout as you take care of your family, the home, and all the schedules? Does your health seem to go to the bottom of your priority list? Could you use an amazing community to challenge you and cheer you on as you build your legacy and impact? Well, my friend, you are in the right place. I'm your host, Natasha Bell, and this podcast is for the modern, ambitious woman ready to rise in health, community, and faith in her calling while having a lot of fun. I'm a small town girl, wife, mom of three, and multi-passionate entrepreneur that's on a mission to help you thrive in health, the community you surround yourself with, and to cheer you on as you step forward in confidence and align with your unique calling. All right, friend, let's get ready to thrive together. All right, welcome back. Part two of our conversation with the one and only Mark Bell. Welcome, Mark. Welcome back. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks for being here. If you have not caught part one, start there. Go back. Um, why I'm excited to introduce you to my husband a little bit is because I feel like 
At the end of the day, I'm not sure that any of these businesses or my ability to step forward, even when I'm scared, like really scared and very unsure would, would have been possible because I've walked you walk with such, um, courage and with such like just bold action. I don't know what other way to say it as an elite athlete, um, in your career, but also just in how you lead yourself in our home as a father, as a husband in our community. And it's something that keeps me accountable to all the things that I say I'm going to do or that I want to do. And I just, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful to have you in my corner. And I'm, I'm hoping that maybe these conversations we can continue to have, um, over the duration of this podcast when it feels right that, you know, there's another side to building a business. It's building a business with a family and within your marriage. And because I've always said this too, being an entrepreneur is one of the biggest mirrors of personal and professional development. It's like all the shadowy, you know, parts of you (laughs) that you may not be the most proud of is completely like shone in your face in a way because you have to figure out who you are. You're like trying new things. You don't know what you're doing. And I know you've also walked that in your own career path of having to bust through that. So I'm just grateful that you're here, that they can get to know you because we don't share. I don't, I started this business with a blog, The Healthy Ginger, many, many years ago. And I love being on social media. It's a nice way to connect with people. But there have been a lot of parts of our life that I do feel very, um, I mean, at your request, also at our kids at this, the ages that they're at, that I don't show everything. And I think that that is like, that's more than okay. And nobody needs to make excuses or feel bad about that. Like, I'd like to give other people permission that you don't have to show every single thing and live every moment of your life through this filter or camera on your phone. And it's not always easy because it's easy to get hooked into the, I don't even know. I don't even know what it is. It's this like weird, it's an addiction. It's an addiction that people, most people don't even know that they have where we are somehow feeling like we need to show the world all the parts of us. And you, my friend, my love, have never really wanted to be on my social media. So I'm just so grateful that we're able to have this conversation um, that you guys can get to know him just a little bit better. And I mean, I, I would be curious too if after even listening to this, if anyone has any questions about, you know, how we've managed certain situations in building a life and a family and business and careers. Like, I'm open to that if you would be open to that. Yeah, and I think we'll touch on it um, later. Is 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 the fact that um, we live a pretty transparent life, and um, uh, in this, in the sense that um, you can just have a face to face conversation with us, and you'll get a straight answer. And yeah. um, and I think that's um, how I was brought up, and how you're brought up. In in and we, I, you know, and I think what you were referencing there earlier is is the fact that I don't need to tell the the world on social media, uh, my thoughts, um, you can just ask me uh, and I'll tell you, the, <laughs> tell you the thoughts. Yeah, exactly. So part two, small town Canadian girl meets hockey player and together they build a life they love. Yeah, we're doing that. Yeah, we are. Okay. All right. So today, this part, what I really thought we could really dive into is 
a living legacy. I said that even as we were sitting down, I was like, listen, part of this podcast to me is, you know, social media things drop off the face of the earth in 24 hours. Like we're posting to a grid, whatever. I want our kids to one day, you know, they don't understand what we're doing right now. Like they see us building careers and building our homestead and doing the things that really light us up and that we're really excited about. But I kind of hope that these are things that they could come back to at some point, like this podcast and the things that we create and leave in the world as a way to like know who we were at this moment in time, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think it goes back to part one. So make sure you skip back to part one if you haven't listened to that yet. Uh, It goes back to how you do one thing is how you do everything. And that's, that's the one thing um, I'm pretty um, adamant about with our kids is, is, um, we do things a certain way and, and I think that's how you show up in life. Um, and that's, uh, I'll leave that at that. Mm-hmm. No, I love that. And I think that's certainly the standard that we hold ourselves to. Um, now I didn't know, to be honest, if this was where our conversation was going to go when we originally s- talked about sitting down and recording something together, but, um, we had a, just a brief little conversation. I think the time feels right. So you know, so much of your life, you moved away at the age of 15 to go play hockey. And so much of your life has been in the news, on the news, you know, you've just been accessible as an athlete, like that's just something. And so I think that's why you've been hypersensitive and protective of so many things that are sacred, like, i.e. why you don't want to be on social media. Um, And I think there's always, you know, there's all, as we all know, life has many ups, many downs. We have certainly had our fair share of that. Um, but I've never been more proud of what side we always seem to come out on and God is good. And I always say that I'm like having faith is not always easy in the hard stuff. Um, so there has been something that has been, um, something that we, I haven't shared personally ever on social media or in podcasting or, Really, I mean, the people that are closest to us in our personal life obviously know these things, but the last few years have had immense challenges and a lot has happened. And I feel like obviously we're both at a time or a space right now that we can be more transparent in that. But I think it also goes to show that when you're going through stuff, sometimes you just need time to process and work through it. And social media doesn't need to know (laughs) and you don't need to you know, you sometimes there's just seasons where things are hard and it's okay because I believe that that is the guarantee. Like we are all going to have the hard stuff. So anyways, I'm going to stop talking, but, um, cause I feel like this is more of, um, maybe coming from your perspective, but it really leans into, and is our perspective now even more so of living a legacy a living legacy and how we lead our family and how we lead in our home and in our health. Um, and I am just, yeah, I love you and I'm so proud of you. Okay. So, um, uh, I'm going to just, I'll, I'll give you the, as we gave, uh, the Coles notes on, on, um, how Natasha and I, um, came together um, I'm going to give you the, the Coles notes on, on, um, the path that I've walked and we have walked as a family the last three years. Um, so, uh, in early, early 2020, maybe even late 2019, um, 
I could notice an, uh, uh, um, a nodule or a, a lump on my, on my, near my Adam's apple, and it would raise and lower as I swallowed. Um, um, me being a male and not feeling any different, I did absolutely nothing about it. And um, we were in, I remember being in Florida in um, late uh, February of 2020 on a family vacation. And uh, Natasha goes, when you, we get back from this vacation, I think you really need to go and get that looked at. It's getting bigger and you need to, you know, need to figure out what, what's going on. So that was not the first time she'd said that. That was, you know, um, a number of many, many times she said that. So um, we got back from our vacation. I immediately went to Boston to go see one of our players um, when I was in Boston, I got a call and it was my boss telling me to get home and uh, essentially the world had changed and COVID was now upon us. So um, I, you know, we went through the summer um, and then in late um, October, early November, there was the, I went to Arizona, traveled to Arizona for the draft and free agency. Um, was there for a couple of weeks, maybe two and a half weeks, and um, and um, uh, while I was there, I, um, bef- sorry, before that, I had set up a because I knew I was going to have some time off after that. After that trip, so I I um, I went and saw my my physician, um, ordered some tests, um, and in um, February of twenty. 21, I was told I had papillary thyroid cancer. Um, that news is is um, pretty earth shattering to say the least, and something that um, something that I was uh, well, frankly, scared to death of. Um, and um, so I was given um, a timeline of. Um, 18 to 24 months um, to have surgery and um, I, I I couldn't accept that frankly um, um, it's and I, and I and I hope the people that are listening wouldn't accept that either uh, to, to have three young children and to, to lay in bed in, at night and um, knowing that you have cancer in your neck um, and to, to lay there for two years and, and think that it's not spreading and that you're dying, um, it's unacceptable. And um, so, um, era, I have to say, a shout out to the Arizona Coyotes who have, were amazing um, through all of this um, and helping with, with setting up uh, phone calls with the Mayo Clinic in Scottsdale and, and you know getting me a second opinion and... and um, yeah. Fast tracking things. Fast tracking things. And so I'm just going to pause you there for a minute. I mean, I, I, there's no words. And again, this is one of those things our family just had to work through and process. And in full transparency, also, like, we've actually never used the C word even with our kids. Like, we've actually, they don't even know that that happened. And at the time, our kids were, gosh, how old were they? Eight, six and like three, we were in the middle of a renovation of our like quote unquote forever home. You were traveling. And I mean, there's a few different 
points that I would love to just like just dive a little deeper into but and that was our choice as parents not to tell our kids because we just felt like they maybe didn't have the capacity to understand and I mean praise God that this type of cancer that you were diagnosed with is has a great prognosis and you know the surgery and even the treatment after is not as aggressive as some other ones so you know thank God for that. And thank God that you were in great hands because we were literally, I mean, I think just to this point too, of being an advocate for your own health, like in all the work that I've done as a nutritionist, that's really the the basis of holistic healing and preventative health anyways is my gosh, like you can't wait for somebody to come and do this for you. You have to take ownership where you're at. And we were just so great. I mean, the shock of when you hear something like that, it is the scariest word. And I'm sure you're listening and you, you know somebody or maybe it was you or maybe it will be somebody that you know. And it is a very earth shattering word to hear with a lot of uncertainty. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, there is. Um, and yeah, it was it was earth shattering. It puts it puts everything in perspective in one five minute phone call. Um, and, uh, that, uh, that not that we didn't value our health, but I think uh, to a certain degree, we took it for granted. We're, you know, I'm young, we're, we're both relatively young and, you know, quote unquote, have our whole lives in front of us and you get a, this phone call and it immediately puts things in uh, perspective on what really matters in life. And, um, that was my, my one big takeaway. I mean, it's the wake up call that you don't want to have to get. And I think for us too, as you hear us talking about, like, you know, I think even just our sense of urgency on what we do feel called to do and why we're excited about the things we're excited about. Um, there's so many layers to what this journey I think taught us, but living with urgency and having that mortality reality, recognizing that our time, none of us know, (laughs) Like, what a weird thing. None of us know, you know, here today, who knows tomorrow. And I mean, I'm grateful for my faith in that regards of there's a level of trust. But when you're going through the hard stuff, I just, uh, if you're going through something hard right now, just know you're not alone. And so this actually feels, my throat chakra feels really open right now because there was definitely things we just had to process and go through as a family. So, I mean... I couldn't, the courage that you had at that time and your strength, it was, it's unbelievable, truly what was required in that season. And then I would both say, even on the flip side of walking that journey of the surgery. And I mean, here in Ontario, there was lockdowns and you had to fight for your surgery and the wait times, like it was, there were so many layers. And I know that our story is not unique. There's a lot of people that continue to walk that. And I think one of the things you've always said to people as you've shared this in person with them is to be your, be an advocate. Like you sometimes have to yell for appointments. You have to speak up. You can't assume that someone else is going to call you back when they say you're going to call you back. You had to get really organized with all your files and your testing and all the, so what would you say to people? Just, I mean, again, obviously we're hoping nobody's walking this, but just prioritizing your health and being that advocate. Yeah, I think that's definitely it. Um, And I think the reality is, is that um, no one's coming to save you. And I think we, we have to um, have to realize that. And I think the sooner you realize that, um, the sooner this the switch will flip in your mind on what you're putting in your body every day, who you're spending your time with, the amount of sleep that you're getting, 
the stress that you're under. Um, and I think, you know, when you, when you realize that, that no one's coming to save you and that frankly, um, it's, it was a hard, it was hard for me to swallow the fact that, um, you know, sometimes you felt like they didn't care. And, um, me being a caring person and a person that, that, um, you know, frankly cares too much about, um, certain things, uh, was, was difficult. And that was, um, really hard for me to, um, to walk that. Um, and I think once I got real with, with having to call back, email back, um, making sure that all my files were in order and I, and I followed up when I said I was, uh, you know, when, and when they said they would get me back the results or, you know, cause there's a lot of peace of mind that comes with some of these phone calls. Um, you know, especially the, you know, the post-surgery stuff, knowing that, you know, you're still, you're still clean and then it's, it hasn't returned. And, and, you know, there's a sense of anxiety that comes with those phone calls and those scans and those ultrasounds and, you know, um, you know, obviously the subsequent biopsies and, and stuff like that. So, um, I think it just, again, getting back to, um, the perspective of, of all of it and, um, reprioritizing your health and which we, we touched on in part one, which again, we've been so grateful that this was already our approach to, to life. And I think that's probably why you move through a lot of this with, with, grace and I'm you know we're just super grateful I think this is another thing of just trusting the process and timing of your life like the people that came into our lives or the recommendations that were made or how things aligned up like there was so many of those things that happened even when we were so scared and had no idea what we were doing Um, you know we leaned on western medicine and eastern medicine and they both you know prepared you so beautifully for what you walked Um, and so yeah, I don't know. I thank you for sharing that. I know that that's not something that you've, I don't know, stated in a public forum, and I've never breathed breathed a word of this um, in social media or my email marketing or anything because it was just something that was so so private for us. But it one hundred, you can't go through something like that and not be changed. Yeah, no, I'm definitely a different person. Uh, I don't, I don't know how else to say it. Um, in what I, way? Well, I think. I think, um, I, I guess the one word is, uh, un, unapologetic. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not gonna, I live my life a certain way. And if, if you don't like it, um, then that's, that's your prerogative. Um, and, um, I, it's funny that you brought up the, sh- the throat shocker. I feel like, um, I've found my voice and, um, I feel like I'm able to, say how I'm thinking and, um, and, and, and walk that and back it up and not hide behind anything. And again, it goes back to what I said earlier about having a face-to-face conversation with people and asking them questions. And, and if, if you want to ask me anything, by all means, fire away. Um, I, I'm, I'm unapologetic about, um, how I live my life and how I want to live my life and how I, how I, um, how I will try to make this world better, um, from being on it. And I've seen, I've witnessed that a million percent. You're still the same person, but I can see that you, when you are, and again, I, I feel like as people are listening to this, they're probably either it's themselves or someone else. Like you can't be unchanged when you go through stuff like that. And there's no manual as you're walking those journeys because it's just, 
I don't know, it's a level of trust, keep make, taking the next right step, finding we had an incredible village and community that truly lifted us up and supported us and made sure we were okay. I think on the other side of anything big that you're working through or grief or whatever, like there's, I had never been, anxiety and that level of scared is not something I'd ever felt in my life, which I'm grateful I didn't have to feel it until that point in my life at that age. But there was definitely, even as the caretaker, quote unquote caretaker and maintaining, you know, our home and our kids and somehow still keep, it's a blur. Like I don't even remember most of it. And I remember saying to you too, like there was definitely a season there where I was so depleted, I think just from stress and fear. And I mean, you don't feel like eating, you're not sleeping properly. You're scared. Like there's all of those things. So the health, like just doing the things that you can, the simple things, asking people for help was something that we really had to lean on. And I'm just grateful for all the tools and the practitioners and the people we had at our fingertips that we were always using. We found some new ones as well too, which was really beautiful. Um, and I think on the other side, it's one of those experiences where not that you're ever grateful that for that, that happens, but I, I feel like we're living our life with a different sense of urgency. Yeah. And I, I certainly am. Um, I feel that uh, we've, we've, again, I think when you get into life, you, you take certain things for granted. Um, um, you know, say you bang your thumb on something and you try to use it, you know, an hour later and you, can't, you realize you can't use it, then, you know, it's, it's, um, you take that for granted and that's just inherently what happens. And I, I, yeah, I mean, to get to your point, like the, the, the amount of um, stress or anxiety and certainly fear of, of um, well, frankly, leaving you and our three children behind was uh, something that was really real for me. Um, I was hopeful that the, the surgery would go well and that they would get it all and, and um, I would have a certain, um, um, certain level of, of, of life uh, and some energy to go through life and, and um, you know, we pulled in some, some people to try to, you know, get my levels up and, and um, to, to live, you know, certainly at a higher, higher vibration. And, um, but yeah, there was, there was certainly times where, you know, the fear and the anxiety and, and uh, well, certainly feeling like not good um, took over. And um, it was um, pretty dark. Let's, uh, I'm not going to lie. It was, it was difficult. Um, but, um, Pulled through it mm-hmm. and um, feel that I'm a better person for it. Uh, I feel like my body's in a good place now. Um, uh, I just was back in Arizona with some with some uh, some more scans and blood work and, and biopsies and stuff, and, and and it all came back well. So I'm happy to report that, and and um, uh, couldn't be more grateful. Yeah. Whew. Yes, and amen. <laughs> it's um yeah. It's, it's been quite a ride. So, and in sharing this, it's, I guess, um, I don't know. I feel grateful that it's maybe a little transparency and a peek into why, I don't know, the way that we show up now and the way that we show up. And I definitely have this level of urgency. I've always, that's to be honest, that's always been my biggest fear is not accomplishing what I believe I'm here to accomplish before my time here is done. 
And sometimes it's not a strength because <laughs> you just try to do too much all of the time. But um, I think what I've learned just walking this journey with you is that there are seasons that you just need to go quiet and heal and it's not linear and there is hard stuff. Um, humans are amazing and we've had so many good people. You had amazing medical teams like, you know, the people that you found your way to have been incredible um, and we're super grateful for that and we're just grateful for clear scans and all the stuff that goes with that. But um, we never know what life's going to throw at us. You know, and I think it really is up to us to choose how we take those hard moments and, and what we, we do with them. I mean, from, from a life and business and family standpoint, our priorities, like my priorities, the things that mattered to me at that moment in time when we got that call, like I literally was like, I remember walking outside one night, I just tried not to cry in front of you all of the time or in front of our kids. And I remember taking the garbage out one night. It was like, it was in the middle of the winter and... I just remember sobbing and I just said to God, I was like, take everything. Like, I don't care. Just let my husband heal. <laughs> and I don't care. I don't need business. I don't need, I don't need anything else. Like just whatever's not meant for us. I just, you know, and, and I, it's throughout those next couple years, quite literally a lot of things fell apart and a lot of things were taken from us, but it was all divinely guided like a million percent. And now to know where we're at right now, it's really beautiful and I'm super grateful too. So was there anything else you want to say around that? Health is wealth. Yeah, no, I think the main, the main takeaway is that it um, was the perspective piece and the fact that um, I realigned mine um, and what actually really matters in life. And I think it, it really goes back to, you know, living, living life, every day how you want to live it and doing the things that make you happy um and there's going to be hard times and there's going to be good times and there's going to be uh times to celebrate and there's going to be times to um you know curl up on the couch and and um cry frankly um but that's um that's okay and i think there's there's um you know again i i um i'm very grateful for for the people that have been surrounding me and helping me guide me through this, this, um, feeling like we're, I don't want to jinx it, but we're on the other side of it. And, um, yeah, just, just the perspective and, and, um, and realigning our lives and, and being, um, a little bit more urgent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Urgency and how you show up. And even just being that level of presence with our kids, like I think we, you know, even that moment in time, like 2020, 2021, for a lot of people, I feel like we all were taken off the hamster wheel of life and it was not comfortable. And, but like we, we said that too, even through all of that hard, we got to spend so much time together as a family at that like moment with our kids at those ages, they were still young enough. They didn't really know what the heck was going on. Um, and there was a lot of, yeah, perspective shifts. So yeah, a little, I guess, behind the scenes of things that, you know, weren't stated, but I think we, yeah, just are choosing to see the life, our life in a, live our life in a slightly different way with more urgency, but health. And I think that even as a health coach and somebody who's always preached about health and healing, like it is so important that you start caring now that you don't wait for the wake up call. And there can be so many factors 
of why these things happen. We don't ever really know why, but it's like being able to actually lean on tools and modalities, you know, physical, emotional, spiritual to just live a vibrant life, to live a quality life, like really even as an entrepreneur or somebody who's really motivated, I think most people are so driven by quote unquote success. What is success? You know, and when you're facing situations like that, nothing matters. It doesn't matter what's in your bank account. It doesn't matter how, what your house is like. It doesn't matter like the materialistic worldly things that we sometimes use to define success or that we think we're chasing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No, and it doesn't make you feel any different um, from someone that's grateful enough to um, be that and have that. Um, it doesn't make you feel any different. It's how you go through life um, every single day and how you show up. Um, how you show up in your community, how you show up for your family, and how you do business. And, um, and I think that's really, when you want to talk about legacy, that's what it is. Um, it's, it's, it's not how many zeros are in your bank account. It's what, what you know, what, when you, when people hear your name, what they're going to, what they're going to believe and what they're going to, you know, the memories that you're going to share with them. And, um, that's what I believe to be true. Um, and that's what I believe of how I want to show up in life. Mm-hmm. Could not agree more. Okay. So now What's lighting you up right now? Like, I think we're excited about a lot of things here in our home and with our family and within our careers as well, too. But if you had to say, like, things that are really lighting you up and that you're excited about living with this new urgency, what is that? Um, I, I, we were, I mean, we're just coming off a great summer of um, soccer and baseball. And uh, so that was fun. I got to be honest. That was, um, there's, a, there's, um, you know, we need joy in our life. And um, that is one thing that brings me a, an immense amount of joy is watching our children play sports. Um, I remember playing sports when I was a kid and, and um, it was like the, my, the greatest time ever. Uh, and I still have so many fond memories and so many good friends that uh, share those memories with. Um, I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited to be honest. I'm excited to get back in the rink. Uh, I'm excited to go um, and scout some hockey and find some good players, hopefully for the Arizona Coyotes. And and um, I'm uh, I'm cl- I'm excited about um, you know what we're doing here at home uh, with some of our homesteading and um, how we're trying to make um, make a little bit more better, a little more more efficient. Um, and and then obviously looking looking forward to. You know, um, another hockey season with our son, and uh, our daughter is going to be starting hockey this year at the tender age of six. So, <laughs> I'm excited to see her uh, rip out there, and um, and uh, I, I think our oldest is going to do volleyball. So, um, you know, another busy season, but uh, but but fun, and um, I I feel like uh, that's the best part, to be quite frank. And one of our last coffees, we love our coffee routine in the morning. That's usually one of the most sacred times. I mean, we try to talk. Usually there's a lot of children jumping around, having fun, fighting, like whatever. Um, But one of our last coffees that we had outside before you went back to work officially and the kids, we all started back into our fall routines. We were just reflecting on not taking life so seriously. And it's a conversation that keeps coming up to like at her collab co with these in-person events and the masterminds and stuff too. just 
I think we all put at this life stage when we're like full on with kids and trying to give them every opportunity, maintain our marriages and our relationships and our happiness and our health, you know, just like doing everything. It is way too easy to take life too seriously. And I, case in point, like you're usually the fun one in our house. I'm usually the one that's like to-do lists and you're laughing and rolling your eyes. Um, So what would you say to people? Like, how do you, yeah, maintaining a level of fun and it, it is the journey. It's not the destination. And again, we had that perspective shift the last few years. But I think that's what I'm excited about is really trying to have fun in the day to day of not just seeing the to do list as something that's like overwhelming and stressful. Well, I think the the big thing is is that I I, I feel um, that um, there's been a lot of joy um, that has been sucked out of us the last few years here, and we need to bring the joy back. And I think the joy is 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 really as simple as is what you do if it's if it's having a coffee with your spouse is it having a coffee with a with a friend is it is it meeting up for a drink after work and and sharing a good hour uh, of the chat which goes back to what i said earlier about the, you know the human connection and and um having those conversations with people that you love and you respect and i think that's um like that's really uh, you know it's imperative to, to, to living a life that's um, not just healthy, but uh, productive. And meaningful. And I mean, I think we can say too, as, as parents of younger children, like we see everyone who's trying to do their best all the time. You know, we have unbelievable communities of like hockey parents and baseball parents that we spend time with. And um, what a blessing and an opportunity to walk this. And sometimes it feels hard and it feels overwhelming, but I think it goes back to communication that we talked about last time, whether you're running a business or you're running a home communication within your home of like what is needed and just enjoying the journey. It it really is like sometimes when the hard stuff jumps up and all of a sudden the destination, you're not even sure what that destination is anymore. It really, it's the little moments that I think that when we all reflect back on our lives, that it's going to be the small stuff that we wish we could go back to. Well, um, frankly, sometimes you don't always get to your destination. So you better make the journey sweet. Um, and we all want to get to our destination. We all have goals. We all have um, aspirations of, of doing better and being better. But frankly, sometimes you don't get there. And 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 really, like I said earlier, sometimes when you get there, it's un- it's unfulfilling because you thought the feeling was going to be so great and so unbelievably overwhelming in the positive sense that you don't you, you missed out on the whole journey because you were so focused on achieving that goal, which is, is in one breath is great that you're independently motivated. But um, it, it's, you, again, getting back to health and that you have to enjoy the journey so you have joy and you have those, those uh, meaningful relationships. Mm, I love that, the sweet step of life. I think we all need that gentle reminder sometimes of just living in more gratitude and noticing those moments in our days that actually it is what makes up a life, a meaningful life, and one that you get excited to jump out of bed and live in the morning. Yeah, and this is what this is what and I'm sorry to interrupt, but this is what I, this is what lights us up. This is what um, how we want to show up, and this might not be the same for everyone. So um, I, I not this isn't a disclaimer. 
but um, we this is this is what lights us up. This is how we want to show up, and this is what, in in my view, has worked for us. Mm-hmm. Love that. Okay, thanks, Annie. Love you. Thanks for being here with us on the Thrive with Me podcast. Oh, the one thing I was <laughs> I was thinking of as I was about to sit down, I was like, the kids, you and the kids, always. I mean, we have a healthy dose of making fun of each other in our house, I'd say. And on the days that I'm not thriving, these, these people, they just like shove it down my face, don't you? All the Thrive vibes. <laughs> <laughs> that happens. That happens. But we're bringing the Thrive vibes today. Anyways, thank you for being here. I'll be curious to see. Maybe we can sit down and do this again. And now you can carry on and do all those other podcasts and all the other podcasts with your other friends. But thanks for being here and, and sitting with us. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening, friend. If this podcast inspired you or helped you in some way today, I would love for you to take a screenshot of this episode, share the love with a friend or fellow entrepreneur, and tag me on Instagram, natashabell.co. I'd love to know what landed for you, what you're taking action on, or what you want more of. My hope is that you can grab a hold of what landed for you from today's episode and release the rest. And hey, would you mind taking 30 seconds to leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts? Have a beautiful day, my friend, and I cannot wait to chat with you again soon as we create a community centered on well-being, raising each other up, and stepping forward in confidence in our purpose.